This is Broke No More, a podcast where we talk about making financial decisions that shape a just, humane, and sustainable world. Hi, I'm the 25 cents that you constantly throw away, Z. And this is L, the 12th letter of the alphabet. Hello, Z. This is the episode that I am so excited about. We are finally talking about how our childhood affects our money habits. Exactly. So, and finally, we have a guest for this season, and she is a clinician in training, currently an MA student specializing in clinical psychology. She is also a full-time consultant at a market research agency handling quantitative and qualitative research projects. And on the side, she does research work on student mental health and well-being, as well as the experience of doubt. Please welcome my dear friend, Pam. Hi, Pam. Hi, everyone. Thanks for the invite. So, um, Elle, please meet Pam. Or for now, we'll call her P. <laughs> okay. Hi, Pam. Thank Hi, you for Elle. joining us on today's episode. Thank you for having me. Did you know, Elle, that we are really looking forward for this episode? And But first, I want to ask, is there really a relationship between childhood and money habits. Pete? Of course. So actually childhood is a really important part of our development. So a lot of our beliefs, a lot of our values stem from our relationship with our parents, our early childhood memories, um, our experiences during childhood. So there's really a lot of influence from our childhood to our present behaviors, our present beliefs and values. So you're right. Um, money habits can be influenced by our parents, can be influenced by our childhood. But it's not just, just that. So there's a lot of factors to consider as well. Mm. That's great mm. to hear. Because I was really interested in this topic when I read a book about a famous personality who loves shoes. Mm. And we're not going to name her. Um, but in that book, um, the author said that the childhood of that personality was at the point of deprivation. That's mm-hmm. why when she got older and she had power, money, um, she started hoarding, hoarding shoes. So for now, mm-hmm. Pam, before we move to our next questions, we have a segment called Color of My Spoon. Okay. Yes. And Z, <laughs> would you like to explain more about this segment? Okay, have you heard of the term born with a silver spoon? Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. So, but not everyone is rich, right? So we have to acknowledge there are different colors of spoon per person. So this is a way for you and for us to introduce. In our first episode, we have done this to explain to our listeners who we are in terms of financial um, background, who our parents Mm -hmm. are in terms of that. So we will ask you a series of questions and you will just answer it. So the first question is, Pam, what mm. is your income cluster? Okay, maybe middle to upper middle class. That's where my family comes from. And what is your parents' educational background and what are they doing now? So they're both college graduates. Um, my mom is a stay-at-home mom, but also does dentistry on the side. Um, my dad is a 
I think he's an upper management in a BPO. He's very secretive about his career, so we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and how about your educational background? Uh, yeah, currently I'm a master's student, so I, I finished college. Um, and I'm also a full-time employee, so I have those privileges. So I acknowledge that. Um, I have a privilege when it comes to my education and also where I'm earning from. And lastly, what is your financial obligation? So are you the breadwinner? Are you, are you paying for a house? Are you paying for someone else's education and stuff like that? So I don't have a financial obligation, but I do get to, or I wanted to share some of the expenses inside the house. And I'm mostly the one who spends for my dogs. So I have two dogs and I... <laughs> I, I I I pay for their vet and their food. Perfect. All right, L. Uh, what is Pam's color? Um, let's say bronze. Again, <laughs> <laughs> we have certain um privileges that others may not have, which uh, makes us more empowered to make um greener financial literate uh, decisions. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. Moving on, <laughs> which is somehow related to the color of our spoon as well. Because uh, the color of our spoon is also affected by our parents, right? right? So we um, manage to just uh, get what they've worked for mm -hmm. one way or another. So the next question is, how does our parents' parenting skills affect mm -hmm. our money habits? Yeah. So the parenting skills provide us with like the framework for for how we see the world. So actually in psychology, there's a lot of theories on parenting. Um, one of it is that there are four parenting styles. So one is when a parent is authoritative, meaning they are nurturing, they're responsive, they're supportive. So they explain the rules that they set. So those expectations are transparent between the child and the parent. So early on, the child knows why they are doing this, why these rules are set. So when they grow up, um, they know the rationale between saving, um, between why do they have to spend this much amount of money for certain stuff. So because early on, they were validated. They know uh, what's the rationale behind what they're doing or what should they not do. On the other hand, there's the authoritarian parenting. So when you're an authoritarian parent, you set many rules, you set many expectations. Uh, you're very restrictive, you're very strict. So I guess that's related to the deprivation that Elle mentioned a while ago. Because uh, the personality that she mentioned was deprived from childhood. So when she grew up, it's possible that they would overcompensate for the rules, for the restrictions that they experienced when they were younger. So it's important to see that when you're an authoritarian parent and the child's personality is someone very conforming, very agreeable, uh, they, all, they may also tend to adapt to that parent's personality or money habits. So they may tend to conform that maybe they have to spend this much as well or they have to save this much as well. So it really depends. It, the parenting really has a great effect on the money habits. Uh, when, for example, the parent the, the parent is permissive, meaning they fail to set limits, so they're very warm, they may tend to spoil the child. 
so they're lax in the parenting. So the child, on the other hand, can be impulsive. They may have difficulty in self-control. So relating that to money, so for example, the child may tend to be more impulsive in how they buy things and how they want to immediately gratify their wants. So that's where the parenting uh the parenting style has an effect on it's the self-control um the last type of parenting is the uninvolved meaning they're unavailable they're unresponsive so the child does not learn anything so they don't know um they don't know the limits so they tend to look for other uh other caregivers or other models to seek that kind of learning So we don't know if they would overspend or understand because it would depend on that the type of caregiver that they would replace their parents. So parenting style is one factor. Because yeah, they teach you they're the main framework for for how you see things. But we also have to acknowledge that there are a lot of individual factors at play. So the individual factors is really the biology, the psychology. Um, biology meaning if the parent is more impulsive, it can also translate genetically to the child. The child may also become more impulsive as well. And in terms of personality, if the child lacks self-control, um, if they have difficulty regulating their emotion, it can also translate to poorer ways to control our spending, because those kinds of personality. Um, can interact with your childhood memories, with your with how you were reared when you were younger, and without learning how to spend wisely, without learning effective coping mechanisms, it could lead to poorer outcomes when it comes to spending. Yeah, that's really insightful, and it makes me reflect on the kind of parenting my parents used on me. I think right. my parents were more open. On their de- on their financial decisions, mm-hmm. so I was able to understand why we're spending less, why I can't buy this, mm-hmm. uh, why we can buy this now, and things yeah. like that. Yeah, Z, anything to add? Um, I was able to reflect on my upbringing compared to my siblings' upbringing. On our part, we were so spoiled. My older brother and I, we were so spoiled that whatever he wanted, we could just give it right away. Mm-hmm. Compared to my siblings, um, they have to you know, wait for things that they wanted. They right. they were not able to eat you know fast food for a long time, mm-hmm. because they were not given that um, privilege compared to us. Mm-hmm. So now compared to our savings, my brother, who is just nineteen years old, already has a car. <laughs> compared <Wow>. to me. <laughs> so wow. that's how great I'm. Mean, Compared to the savings, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's very um it, it's very seen right now. I was able to reflect in yes mm-hmm. to our listeners. It does have an an effect, and it's apparent on our siblings. So, yeah. the next question is 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 there a generational gap on how we view money and finances? Well, generation gap is something that's like. Like the conflict between the younger and older generation, and I guess it's really hard to generalize because we also have to think intersectionally. Meaning, there's it's not just the age that's at play; it's also the history, um, it's also the personality, the social class. 
um, those really significantly interact how we view our money and finances. So, for example, um, the age is affected by the history. So, what are the major historical events that's happening that were happening when you were developing your personality? Um, so, for example, for us, maybe it's the maybe the Edsa Revolution around two thousand one, around those times, and. For example, now the younger generation would be impacted by the coronavirus, the pandemic. So our thinking would be affected by those. Like, well, how do we view saving money? Reflecting on what were the economic circumstances when you were growing up. And it also depends on, like, where are you in the social class? So if you're someone who's not that affected by the current economic circumstances, then... then the parenting or the childhood would have a more uh, significant impact. But then we also see that there can be uh, some generational differences in how we view money or finances. So for example, one of the, one of the things that I've read about is that us millennials or those uh, Gen Z uh, prioritize the experiences more, prioritize self-development more, while the older generation may view material things as their priority. So it will really, again, depend on what was the historical context at that time, what did they prioritize, how were they brought up, and what was the social context surrounding all of that. Yeah, so when we view our social context, it really, it's, it really frames our role in society. Like mm-hmm. what you said before, like this, um, this pandemic would affect the the children on yeah. how they develop their personality and how would they view uh, finances mm-hmm. uh, because for example maybe millennials right now they don't look at material things because they come from an experience of development or flourish or uh, flourishing of resources wherein our parents came from a point wherein the resources are so scarce that they have to build um, these resources. So that's really insightful. And we hope that the pandemic would affect the children positively in terms of how they view their finances. Okay, so now that we've understood the impact of our parents' way of shaping us and also acknowledging the other factors that would affect our personality and how we view our finances. Can you give us tips on how do we acknowledge these roots? Maybe some guide questions we can reflect on mm-hmm. and and how we can change these influences. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, our conversation actually made me reflect as well. So it's really trying to look back at how we are raised, um, what are the beliefs that were developed when we were younger? How were how were our parents spending their money? How did they view finances? And looking back at those circumstances, looking back at those factors, how then they affect us at present? Like, how do we view our finances now? How do we see spending? What do we think about investing? What do we think about uh, saving? Because it, it really comes from our early childhood, our development, our learning. So it's really trying to be reflective in our thinking and stepping back, like looking back at how we were raised, looking back at how our beliefs were formed, 
what was the framework going on through our mind? Um, what is our thinking pattern? Because it really says a lot about how we behave and essentially how we spend our money. So in therapy, what's important is really looking at our thoughts. What are our thinking patterns? Um, when we do this, these things, what they say about our emotions, what do we think about them? So it's really trying to be reflective and really tracking our thoughts, our mood, and our emotions. Because a lot of the spending, the binging, when it comes to money, can also have an, an emotional impact. Which I think we'll be discussing in the next next episode. Anyway, so that's really important is to reflect on why this money has have that impact on our emotions and or our thoughts or our beliefs. So again, trying to be reflective, trying to be self-aware, building that awareness, building that understanding. And when you build that understanding, trying to resolve the, the tensions with the conflict of our upbringing and our present principles or beliefs. And from there, what can be like some concrete ways to be more financially literate, to be more knowledgeable about how we spend our money? Because when you become more self-aware, you can now be more in touch with your emotions. You're now more in touch with how you're thinking. So you can try to step back and be meta in how you think and in how you spend your money. So we're really used to like doing things automatically. So it's really important to be mindful and to step back. Yes, I think at the end of this episode, what you want you to do after listening to this would be to have some time for reflection, to acknowledge how your past affect your present right now, and moving on, how can you move forward towards this past? Yeah, I think that's the recap for today's session would be to reflect, acknowledge your thoughts, and create a plan to move forward with it. Exactly. Um, for our listeners, we would just like to tell you that this is the part one of the three episodes wherein Pam will discuss and help us further understand our money habits. So um, thank you for listening to Broke No More. You can reach us at Instagram at Broke No More GFL, Facebook at fb.com Broke No More GFL, or email us at Broke No More GFL at gmail.com. Let's put our money where our heart is. 